0: um when you notice yourself getting irritated it maybe starts with an irritation then it maybe grows into a resentment and then and then before we know it it can just be full-fledged anger or rage and sometimes i can engage in all these practices and i I always make the mistake of thinking i have it under control and then something can happen (laughs) it can just be a trigger and it can happen so fast so it's an ongoing process of, of learning to um to work with our anger and our, our frustrations there. <clears throat> well, I wanted to share, uh, uh, there's a, a great book that Philip Yancey wrote, and it's called What's So Amazing About Grace. And he has uh, some wonderful stories in there just about the power and, and the goodness and the life-changing uh, capacity of grace. And he tells a wonderful story about a guy named Gordon Wilson. And in 1987, an IRA. IRA bomb went off in a small town west of Belfast, Ireland, and 11 people died in the blast, and 63 others were wounded. And when you think about that bomb blast, we've, we've seen images of that, you know, different places around the world and in our own country as well, and you can just hear and see the sirens and the chaos and, and, the, and the crying and, and just the frustration and, and the anger. And one of the wounded people in the blast was Gordon Wilson. And Wilson was a very devout Methodist. And he was trapped under five feet of concrete with his young 20-year-old daughter, Maria. And you can imagine them under that debris. And they were holding each other's hands. And her very last words to her father were, Daddy, I love you very much. And you can just imagine Gordon's grief, his pain, and maybe his anger as well that this did not have to happen. So that kind of brings us to our question, what do we do with our pain and our grief, our anger, our bitterness, and our resentment? Because it is a part of our life. And so for me, it's not so much about getting rid of it, it's learning to to work with it and not... And to respond to it in a a healthy way. And this is a great question in our faith, regardless of what our faith is, because we all know if we live, we know pain and anger and grief. So what do we do do with it? And Richard Rohr says that all healthy religions show us what to do with our pain. And the Christian faith is no different. This is very central to our faith is how do we respond? to the grief and the suffering and the pain. And he says, if we do not transform our pain, we will most assuredly transmit it. If we don't sit with our our spiritual, emotional, and sometimes physical pain and let it transform us, we will just try to pass it on to someone else or to a group of people. And when we do this, we do this almost unknowingly, and we also justify passing on Our pain, saying that they deserve it, or it's retaliation. We transmit pain when someone hits us and we hit them back, and we usually hit them back harder. We transmit pain when when someone hates us, so we decide that we will hate them even more. And we transmit pain as as a collective group or a nation when a, a rogue group attacks our country, so we decide, we react, and we will destroy where they live. And we just have all this ill feeling, ill will circulating through our personal lives, our communities in the world. And usually we pass on our indignation or our rage to those who are closest to us. This is, I always find this fascinating and also find it to be very true. We usually pass on our indignation, our anger, to those who are closest to us, we pass it on to our family members, our spouse, our partners, our neighbors, our co workers, and invariably the most vulnerable in our population, our children. And so, what we do with our unresolved hurt is a really crucial question. It's a practice that we need to develop over the course of our lives. And the Jesus story is about radically transforming history and our personal relationships so that we don't just keep handing on the pain or passing it on to the next generation. And we have a real vivid picture of what to do with our pain on the cross. And Jesus is the object of unresolved hate and anger and fury. And always have that image of him with his hands spread out and he's just receiving all the all the anger and all that violence. <clears throat> but what's different is he doesn't return the wrath. He doesn't return the hate. And he even says, I could call down legions of angels and have you destroyed. But he doesn't do that. He re- resists the temptation to return in kind. He holds the hostility. He spends time with it. And it transforms him and he returns love and compassion and forgiveness on the cross. And we have those wonderful words where he says, forgive them, Father. They do not know what they are doing. And so Christ steps out of that cycle of anger and violence and embraces God's love. He, He shares that love. And this is God's invitation to us as well to live and to respond to the fury and to the violence and the arguments that we sometimes find ourselves in in a different way, in the way of grace. He invites us to a higher place, a deeper maturity. You might call it a Christ consciousness. He invites us to hold our pain, to spend time with it in a very conscious way and not project it elsewhere. And this is the litmus test faith. It is walking the way of Christ. So what do we do with our spiritual, emotional, and often physical pain? Do we let it transform us, or do we just pass it on? And the Reverend Martin Luther King, and his he famously said, A darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And he said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And this was the genius of the civil rights movement. They met the hate. They they met that systemic racism. Instead of meeting it with hate, they exposed it. And then they returned love and compassion and forgiveness. And every time, just think of our day-to-day lives. Every time we get into an argument or a conflict, whether it's with our spouse, our partner, our kids, our parents, our employer, our employees. Any conflict we get in, we can decide how we will respond to it. And it takes a lot of practice and time to start changing that energy. And we can choose to escalate the tension with more hate, with more violence. And we can also choose grace and compassion and forgiveness. And this was the beauty, what was so radically different about the civil rights movement, is they met the hate with kindness and love. Richard Rohr says we should not try to get rid of our pain until we learn what it has to teach us. And so can we hold our pain? And all of you in your comments talked about, instead of reacting, just taking that time to pause and to really drink deeply. What's going on to see different angles? Can we hold our pain with the grace of our Creator? Can we resist the temptation to give back in kind? Can we say no to retaliation, to revenge, or getting even getting even or violence? Can we say no if we find ourselves in an argument? Someone says something that's hurtful. And so we up the ante and say something even more hurtful. And can we step out of that loop? This is what it means to live the way of Jesus. And Mary is just a beautiful example. She gets it right. She stands at the foot of the cross in an image of transformative spirituality. And I like that word. This is what we're, we're hoping for, to have a transformative spirituality. Rollheiser says, she appears to be doing nothing. She doesn't speak. She doesn't try to stop the crucifixion. She does not protest the injustice. She is mute and seemingly passive. But standing is a position of strength in the gospel. And she is standing under the cross. And what she is doing, Roheiser says, is she is holding and carrying the tension the sorrow, and the pain, and she refuses to give it back in kind. She's changing the energy. If Mary would have screamed and just just, and all that anger and all that rage, if she'd have thrown a fit, she could have even possibly have attacked someone, even attempted to take their life. She would have just been replicating the same anger, the same bitterness, and the same violence which led Jesus to crucifixion. Crucifixion. But instead, Mary lets her pain and grief transform her. And she embodies the peace, the gentleness, the forgiveness, in the light of Christ. Rollheiser says what Mary is saying is, I can't stop this crucifixion. We can't stop all the wrongs in the world. I can't stop this crucifixion, but I can stop some of the hate. And she is not hopeless. She is not resigning, but the very opposite. She's an agent of change. And she is part of a movement towards our creator's light and love and peace on earth. So do we stand with Mary at the foot of the cross? Do we step out of the rage? Do we refuse to return hate or anger in kind? Not just physically, but also with our words. We don't participate in those war of words where it just gets more and more nasty. Instead, we pause and practice whatever we do, and we return peace and forgiveness and compassion. And when Gordon Wilson was recovering from his wounds at the local hospital. The Reporters gathered around him <clears throat> and they wanted his reaction. And this is what set him apart so much. And he said, bitter talk is not going to bring Maria back to life. And he said, I will pray every night that God will forgive them. And his grace and his comments were, were published in all the local newspapers And his grace stopped extreme Protestants from detonating a bomb in revenge. And after he got out of the hospital, he personally met with the IRA and he forgave them. And he asked them to lay down their arms. And throughout his life, and he dedicated the remainder of his life to just being an agent of peace and reconciliation. And he said repeatedly, love is the bottom line. He let his pain his anger and his grief transformed him. So he became that presence of peace and hope. And when he died in 1995, the Irish Republic, Northern Ireland, and Great Britain all paused and stopped. And they honored this ordinary man of great grace. So very much like Gordon Wilson and Mary And Jesus, can we hold our pain and let let it transform us and we learn from it and we start changing the energy one person at a time so that there can be peace on earth. We can refuse to give back in kind. We can change some of that virulent energy. We can be slivers of light in the world and we can stand at the foot of the cross with Mary. Amen.